Good morning podcast and welcome to the Pierre Tillemont Show. I hope you're having an amazing day and that you're ready for yet another episode with an incredible guest and my guest this time is Etienne Claret. Etienne is a Swiss photographer and filmmaker and he is currently documenting the adventures of the explorer Mike Horn around the world. So in order to really appreciate what Etienne is doing, what he's documenting, you need to understand Mike Horn. Mike Horn is an adventurer of the 21st century. In the 90s, he swam down from the source of the Amazon River all the way down into the ocean, which took about 6,000 kilometers. He would sleep for 10 days straight on his little raft while swimming in the middle of the river, not reaching any shore. He got taken by pygmies, almost died there. And I mean, there's so many adventures. Then two years later, he decided to go around the world on latitude zero meaning not leaving the equator on a straight line sailing biking walking with a machete through the jungle through the desert and on top of that he also has a lot of arctic expeditions for example reaching the north pole during the winter months which means three months in full darkness pulling a sled on the ice almost falling and dying many times but making it out and i'll pass on all the expeditions because there's many more but just to give you a little bit of context this is a person that pushes the boundaries of what is possible or what you think is even imaginable what humans can do so Etienne has been for the past year following his adventures and sharing all of those adventures on YouTube he's been creating the content he's been creating amazing videos and I can't wait to share with you the behind the scenes how it works out for him how he got there and what he learned from those experiences and as a quick teaser you'll learn what happened when he spent a full month in full dark on the ice stuck on a boat all right so if you're ready let's welcome Etienne to the podcast and let's get right into this awesome discussion welcome to the podcast Etienne thanks Pierre I'm glad I'm here I'm super pumped to have you on the podcast Etienne because uh, I think anyone listening right now might have had a little bit of context with the intro but they don't really know the extent of what you're shooting and how you're uh, kind of documenting what you're doing and i'm super excited for two reasons to have you here uh, first of all let me tell you how i found your work i found it through mike horn's channel and i was like dude those vlogs those like videos that he's putting out right now i know it's not him doing it someone's behind it and it's really good work so i had to <laughs> figure out who it was and that's how i landed on you and i was like "Ooh, nice and plus uh you're you were you're french speaking and i was like oh my god french team is here um but you're from switzerland right yeah i'm from switzerland i'm glad you found out who was behind the vlog because i'm super ex excited to speak with you now and share a bit of my experience <laughs> i know and and i looked at some of those transitions like when you're flying the drone uh through between the sails on the on the the sailboat i was like wow <laughs> that's so that's really skilled it's a little risky because if if you crash it in the arctic i know you'll you won't get it back or like I, I mean, it's going to be difficult. So we'll dig into those, those, that. But do you have spare drones when you go there? Uh, we have a couple of spare drones. Because, for example, during the last, last expedition, it was in Svalbard. So between Greenland and Norway. Um, and you, if you lose your drone, of course, you can really get one a new one. So you have to... You have to had to have some spare drones, and uh, fun fact: during the last expedition, we lost three drones. 
<laughs> so, so you really have to be prepared because I, I love flying close to stuff and between stuff because that's that's how in my opinion you get the the craziest shot so it comes it comes with a price <laughs> it definitely comes with a price what uh, uh we're gonna talk geek right now what what drones do you do you use uh i i use the dji mavic pro 2 yeah uh for one reason because it's really handy to carry uh we are always on the move uh doing sports doing small expeditions and stuff so i really need to have something small that you can just carry uh pop out and just fly straight out of the bag so that's what i use especially uh also because the quality is, is awesome. I mean, for the size, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. So it's just what I need. That's perfect. Okay. All right. Geek Talk is over. Now I want to sure. hear about something super important. So uh, Etienne, right now, you're documenting, I will say, one of the craziest uh, expedition leader or like adventurer of all times. Uh, how, <laughs> how on earth? You land there. How, how? What was the first discussion you ever had about this? <laughs> so I knew um, Mike's daughters because they live in Switzerland and I do too uh, around the same town. And they used to see my work before I was working for a professional snowboarder, also doing videos and content creation for him. And um, they knew what I was doing. They liked it. So last year, that's that's when it all started. I was in Japan uh, doing uh, doing a big trip in Asia, and I received a call saying, "Hey, Etienne, Mike is leaving for his uh, uh, big next expedition, but we have no one that can shoot it. Uh, can you come? You have to be here in Alaska in a week." <laughs> and I was <laughs> I was in Japan like. Uh, don't know what I wanted to do, but of course I wanted to go. Uh, but then I would have to go back to Switzerland, get my stuff ready, fly to Alaska in like a pretty short period. But shit, that was like a huge opportunity, uh, of course. So yeah. I decided to do it, flew back to Switzerland, uh, got my winter stuff ready, flew to Alaska. And that's, that's the first time I, I met Mike and how it all started. Did you know what you were going to do? Like, like, was it like, hey, we need you now? And, and you'd literally just grab anything and, and left? I didn't really know. Actually, I didn't know until we, we eat the first times with the boat. <laughs> Because right. Mike, Mike was really busy uh, preparing his stuff. Uh, the, his daughters as well, Anka and Jessica, had a lot to do uh, preparing stuff and... Well, that's a big expedition. So obviously you, you've got a lot of organization to do. So I, <laughs> I just arrived in Alaska and then started shooting. Uh, didn't, didn't know what piece of content we, we wanted to release, but anyway. And then we, we had to get the boat ready for a week in uh, Nome, Alaska. Mm -hmm. And then starting, started sailing up north. And on the way, we actually got time to speak with Mike, with the crew, and he started explaining to us what we really were up to, which was dropping, dropping him off uh, the, the further north we could drop him off 
so he could cross the Arctic Ocean and end up uh, northern Svalbard. Wow! So, <laughs> what year? What year was that? It was last year, so two thousand nineteen, much right? Yeah, yeah, a year ago. Um, so that was his latest expedition, and uh, yeah, it, it all started there. That's awesome. Did you? So you, you were gonna drop Mike, and then did, would would you? You wouldn't be following him because I imagine you would have had zero preparation. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, so I I just. The, the goal was really to film the the drop off. So okay, uh, it was maybe two weeks sailing. That was mm -hmm. my first time sailing on a boat. No way! <laughs> so how did that go? <laughs> well, awesome. Didn't get seasick. So oh, that's good. I was very lucky. So it was one week sailing up to the ice. Yeah, and then one week into the ice, trying to find our way. Uh, between the big ice uh, ice blocks, and really the main challenge was to go as far north as we could go, mm -hmm. because if we didn't end up um, um, north enough, he he couldn't uh, manage to to do his expedition because yeah. it was 90 days on the ice, mm -hmm. so it's a long period of time, and they've got uh, to pull their sled, so it yeah it was really a challenge. And the the crew didn't really know how to sail in the ice, obviously, because no one no one does that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really have a reason to sail in the ice. So at the same time, when we were into the ice, you really had to learn um, how to navigate, how how to to uh, help the crew, and uh, that was a real challenge because at that time when we arrived into the ice. Filming was secondary. First, you had to, to really help uh, this expedition mm. be a success. Uh, like we, we had to pull the, the rudder, with, which is the, the part at the back of, of the boat yeah. that gives the direction. Uh, when we eat ice, we had to pull it so it didn't break. Oh, yeah. There was someone on top of the mast who gave the direction uh, because he, the mast is 30 meters up. Yeah. So we put someone on the mast who shouts down to the one that <laughs> that, that is at the at the wheel and just like 30 degrees to starboard and just shouts to give the direction. So obviously no one that was on the boat ever did that before. So you had to learn first and then kind of create content. That's so funny. Yeah, so I what was your mental state in that point like I, do you feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to try to... Because shooting in those conditions is, is difficult, right? It's like you want to help, but you, want, you also want to do your photographer and videographer's job at the same time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How, how are you balancing that? Uh, not easy. So obviously, you first want to help them because you know it has to be a success. Otherwise... Yeah. We just go home and it, you don't even start the expedition. Hmm. So uh, I really, so on the boat, it was organized. Uh, we had watches. Mm -hmm. So we did like a sheet where it says, okay, Etienne and Mike, for example, between eight and 10, you have to take care of the boat. <laughs> so during my watches, I wasn't really filming because I was, uh, I had a task to do. 
And yeah. then uh, normally after you watch it, you go to sleep because it's it's really tiring to do that. It's cold, uh, it's it's physical, so you go to sleep. But if I wasn't so tired, I would start filming now when my watch was over. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but main focus was always uh, to help people on the boat. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so surprised because it's um it's a lot to do at once and uh if you're creating at the same time it's uh it's a little bit of a a pressure a little bit more pressure <laughs> mm-hmm. it's really it was really tough to kind of get my mind straight to what i wanted to create yeah because that was secondary so i've i've had kind of a hard time um really had my creative process in place uh, so I would just shoot uh, shoot here and there. And then at the end, when we drop them off, uh, start really thinking of, of mm. what what piece of content I would start to create. So it's not obviously the, the best uh, process you can have, but I'm pretty happy with what we, we what came out. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you were like trying to grab any shot you could and figure out how to bl- bind them yeah. together later. Did yeah, you have exactly. did you have at that moment did yeah. you have did you know at that moment did the team tell you like what they wanted to do what kind of video or was it for YouTube already I don't know if the YouTube channel had started back then uh, No so um, he had a YouTube channel but um, didn't really uh, release video on it so it was mostly on Instagram uh, small pieces of content explaining like how you navigate into the eyes uh, how you navigate, mm. uh, how you prepare your your uh, stuff for the expedition, what food you take, really informative stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. And then photos, photos, of course, just to update the people on, on what was going on. That's awesome. Let, let's backtrack a little bit because now you're in the middle of, <laughs> of ice on a sailboat uh, <laughs> going you don't know where. Had you ever imagined that earlier in your life was that was that like a goal to kind of go and and document expedition um it wasn't i mean i've always liked to travel and document stuff like this but i i can't say it really was a goal to to do expeditions and stuff like this because it's very uncommon so it didn't even come through my mind that it was possible so yeah I had this opportunity and decided decided to jump, but it, it it wasn't a goal. I've always my goal was to to and is always to bring positive emotions through creating content, and mm. that's obviously a, a really good way to do it, especially since we started YouTube, because yeah. there's a big audience following Mike. So that's one big step closer to my goal. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that part because the community aspect has been, I feel like as as a viewer has been like huge lately, especially through YouTube. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that part, but I, I'm curious. Yeah, um, in, in terms of what what's your how did you get into video in the first place? Like when when you were a kid, were you into video? What, what's your origin story, if you want? Um, so it started. Uh seven years ago in switzerland you can do what's called apprenticeship where you just yeah. learn a job uh in a company 
and that's that's what I was doing uh, after my my graduation. Um, it it's called mediamatician, which is kind of the Swiss knife of medias. So mm. you learn how to do websites, uh, marketing, photos, videos, and that's really when it all started. Then, uh, beside my job, I, I started doing small, funny ski videos with my friends uh, because I live in a ski resort. And from there, people that I knew came and asked me, hey, can you do a video for us, for this event, for this company? And I started really doing like free, free videos for the, for the people I knew. And then people were, liked what I was doing. So they, they speak with their friends and et cetera, et cetera. So I started having more and more um, demand and that's yeah. how it all started. That's, that's awesome. I love to hear that because that's something I find with a lot of other guests also. And that's what hopefully anyone listening, uh, and doesn't matter necessarily which business, but uh, for us, for example, in photography or in video, a lot of it is like you were doing it for fun and then people find your work interesting. And then they're like, hey, actually, I could need some help on that. And then that's how it kind of snowballs uh, into, <laughs> into something more mm -hmm. long-term, which, uh, which I love to hear it. It's pretty good. I always remind people, just do stuff for free. <laughs> you don't know yeah, what yeah, comes yeah. out of it. That's exactly... When people ask me for advices, that's the single advice I give them, is that you have to start doing stuff for free because then people will eventually speak about you between them and you. the paid work comes later. You have to get known first, have developed your portfolio and your skills, and then it comes after. Yeah, and it, yeah, I feel like people sometimes want to rush it. They're like, oh, I'm just gonna start like charging. But uh, even though you compress that period of like, and you, let's say you were shooting every day or like three or five times a week, that that mm -hmm. period where like sh you're shooting for free and just trying and trying and trying is so important. It teaches you a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's not the best period, obviously. But it, it can be tough and it can be pretty long because it it always takes a couple of years to really develop your skill but i think it's really a mandatory period that you you have to go through in order to to live from what you like yeah yeah it definitely is and if it's difficult financially you just get have another job on the side uh so you don't yeah. have to sacrifice your own creativity for money yeah exactly. that's a, that's a fine line at one point um mm -hmm. well let, let's let's uh let's get back into the the Etienne who is like in the middle of the ice right now. And uh, um, I, I want to dig into how how did the YouTube part come into place? Like from that moment where you're shooting those, those small clips and, and you're sharing it on Instagram, what, what's the thought process and, and what happened since then? Because I feel like it changed a lot. Yeah, it really changed a lot. So um, I have to start by telling a story. <laughs> That's how it Let's all go. started. So um, we dropped off Mike in the middle of the Arctic. Then he crossed uh, the Arctic Ocean. And I went on another boat on the other side uh, to pick him up. Then uh, we got stuck in the ice for a month with this boat. So we spent the whole month, uh, one month? in total darkness. Yeah, total darkness. No internet, obviously. No, no cellular, nothing. Um, so that's when it started because we've got a lot of time to think, obviously. 
because we don't really have anything else to do. We just have to wait for the ice to break up and, and free us. Uh, so you've got 24 hours with yourself just to think. <laughs> and uh, Sounds like that, a meditation was... retreat to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that wasn't easy, but that was very, very productive in terms of uh, thinking. <laughs> wow. um, and this expedition was one of uh, um, the last Mike would do because it's really engaged. I mean, he risks his life for every expedition yeah. and this one was especially tough. So he had to find a way to do things differently and kind of renew him. Mm -hmm. because he wouldn't do like big expedition never again yeah um, so that's when we started on the boat uh trying to think of a way more to share his knowledge uh, what he learned through his uh 30 30 years of uh, expedition and exploration and inspire people uh just exploring going outside uh do their best Mm -hmm. So that's when we started doing, uh, we started talking about doing your YouTube channel, because obviously that's, that's the best platform to share your knowledge. Yeah. Um, that was in December, 2019. Then, uh, we, we came back from the ice, uh, and in April, March, April, COVID, COVID hit. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <of> <laughs> uh, so we were stuck in Switzerland, Mike as well. Just so you know, he spent 32 days at home during the last five years. So Whoa. it was very, uh, very exceptional for him because he was stuck at home for yeah. a pretty long period of time. So that was actually perfect for us because that allowed us to start the YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, because we, we, we didn't really have anything else to do. And uh, we started in April doing mm -hmm. two videos each week. Just, just sharing his knowledge and his expeditions and stuff like that. And that picked up pretty quickly. That's awesome. Can you, can you tell me more about that one month in darkness on the boat? <laughs> first, first question that came to my mind. Did your parents know you were stuck on the boat? Like, did they think you were dead? Or, or did you have a, a, a way to tell them, hey, I'm still alive. We're just waiting for the ice to melt. <laughs> So I didn't have a way to, to speak to them, wow. but Annika and Jessica, Mike's daughter, uh, yeah. were in Switzerland, so they could speak with my family and they didn't really know as well what was going on, but they, they knew we weren't in danger, but we, we were stuck. So they could explain to them, <laughs> um, but it's, it's kind of a crazy story because I was to, supposed to leave just for a week. Mm -hmm. We had two days sailing up north, then Uh, we had to pick pick him up then two days sailing down and yeah. i would be back home <laughs> but it didn't go as funny <laughs> Crazy. so it was a uh, um an old uh boat that they used before to hunt seals so it was made to resist the ice but not to break ice mm. um was it a sail it wasn't a sailboat was it Oh uh, no no no! It was uh, no, it wasn't. A okay, boat. so it wasn't Mike's. Uh, uh, I think the name is Pangea. Uh, yeah, boat, right. Okay. No, it wasn't Pangea because it was too 
to engage and Pangea isn't isn't really equipped to yeah. go into the ice during the darkness because okay. you have you need to have big lights and yeah. and lots of crew. So he wasn't really equipped. So they decided to take another boat, which was this boat. Um, but it's not made to break the ice. So <laughs> <laughs> at a made certain to stay stage, stuck in the ice. <laughs> Uh, the the ice was really too thick to just to just go through. Yeah. So when waiting for them, the ice starting to uh, come around us and just put a lot of pressure on the boat. And it's it's really strong between the currents and the winds. The the ice moved quite fast. Yeah. And then it started going under the boat. Yeah. And the boat was really as if it was on land. Oh, wow. on the ice yeah and the the motors weren't strong enough to pull it out mm-hmm. so we we really just had to wait uh for nature to decide like to to let us go and it it it, it took one month but it could have taken i don't know three the months the whole months. winter like we got really lucky the, yeah the, the whole winter who was with and you then, on the boat um so there was a lot of uh, Norwegian special ice specialist and uh, navigation crew, and then there was one French reporter who yeah. was with me. I'm glad he was he was with me because at least I could speak French with someone. Oh yeah, <laughs> and not Norwegian. Uh, so we were maybe ten, twelve on the boat. Got it. Was Mike with you, or was he? That wasn't the way back or the way in. Uh, on the way, so. We went in, we picked them up, and then a hundred meters okay. later, we were stuck in the ice. And that's where we spent uh, the three following weeks. Uh, so Mike, Mike was with us at this stage. Did you, what was your mental state on it? Because I imagine you, did you even expect that that was a possibility? Did you know, or were you like, no. oh, in two days, I'm back home? Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, uh, no definitely wasn't expecting that (laughs) so it was kind of tough at the first sight because uh, you don't have anything to do uh, and then the Norwegian would say okay we come and help you with our icebreaker but then it wouldn't happen so it was kind of you had hope for today two days Mm. and then the hope would just fade away so it was really tough to manage that and just be like okay uh, you should just wait and see and you, you can you um you don't have any influence on what's going on so just wait uh think do you do your thinking and and that's it but it was really tough to manage because that's obviously not usual mm-hmm. and then it's it's only darkness outside so wow you don't even have a tiny bit of light it's black 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 24 hours 24 hours a day uh so it's really tough but i'm glad mike was back because then he had a lot of stories to explain to us yeah um and we could obviously start speaking about the future and the youtube channels and projects like that uh, which was really exciting to me I imagine in a way those moments are invaluable in terms of creating connections, right? That you might not mm-hmm. have had the opportunity yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's in tough situations like that when you you really create bonds between people. Yeah. And um, we ended up uh, spending Christmas on the boat. 
Wow. <laughs> so it was, and, and during Christmas, Mike made the speech and he said, you could have spent Christmas at home, which would have been a uh, Christmas like the following yeah. 20 or 30 Christmas. But this one is very special. You didn't want to be here, but now you're here and you will remember it for the rest of your life because that's Christmas stuck in the ice. Yeah. So just appreciate the moment and and remember it. That's so so that was that was really inspiring. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> I, I still for anyone like for anyone listening, I, I I kind of want them to close their eye and imagine that when they open, it's dark outside, and when they wake up, it's dark, and when they go to bed, it's dark, and when <laughs> when they go for lunch, it's dark. <laughs> wow, that was tough, and you you don't have anything that that drives you. Yeah, you, don't, you you don't want to wake up because you know it's just gonna be another day stuck in the ice, oh, having yes. nothing to do. So you're just happy when you when you go to lunch or dinner. That that was what that was. So in a way, you experienced the astronaut lifestyle because I just read that the NASA is actually training their the people who go in space. They train them in the Arctic and and on ice, like during the 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 dark month. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you passed exactly. the test. <laughs> you didn't kill yeah. the crew and, and leave uh, in, with a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's a great test for sure. I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> wow, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's pretty wild. What? Okay, so, so now now you, you, you created those awesome bonds and, and, and obviously you edited 25 times the same video. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Did you edit anything? Could you edit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could edit. I okay. had my computer, so we did like a three video series. Okay. So I had time to really polish it. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> oh, let me change the keyframe right there for the hundredth time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, that's so cool. What? So what? What happened? How did it snowball afterwards into? You you're now in Switzerland. It's COVID times, and and what what happens? What did you guys decide? We're gonna escape COVID and go explore, or what? How did it snowball? Because the channel, I think, the first videos were in Switzerland. The the first few that I've seen, and just yeah, just it, for the story for anyone listening, Mike Horn. I remember reading his Latitude Zero book back in wow, maybe two thousand six, two thousand five, when I was like mm -hmm. way younger. And I was like, wow, this is so crazy. And then when I moved and when I became really uh, familiar with like the, the social media, or, like the world of like photography, et cetera, on the English side of things, you know, in, in the US, et cetera, I noticed no one kind of knew Mike Horn, you know, mm -hmm. in the adventure world, like not many people knew him. It was more like Europeans would know him. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's so interesting because to me, it was kind of the ultimate adventures, right? So it was mm -hmm. literally 21st century kind of adventure going around the world on latitude zero with no help, uh, like crossing the Amazon with a machete and stuff, which just sounded stupid and amazing, uh, <laughs> both at the same time. I was like, damn. <laughs> and when I started travel vlogging, I was like, feels such like luxury. I was like, we should have like people like my horn vlog. <laughs> that would have been, <laughs> that would have been the ultimate thing. And then... Three years later, here we go. Etienne and Mike are are starting a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, it it really all started because Mike's Mike's knowledge is is 
massive like he yeah. he experienced really a lot of lot of stuff he knows how to survive in the jungle in the arctic he knows how to climb an 8000 peak um and we were just discussing and and what came out is that he has to share this knowledge he mm -hmm. he learned during the 30 years of exploration he did he he shouldn't keep it for for himself kind of so yeah. It, it can be really beneficial for for each and everyone um, who wants to to listen to it. So we just decided to really uh, go full send, inspire people, uh, send his experience, and yeah, that's it. And Mike is a good speaker, right? You didn't have to. Yeah. It, it was it difficult to have him speak on camera, or was it like at the beginning? No, it's it's very natural because he 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 did lots 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 and lots of conferences, so he's really used to yeah. share he sharing his experience and his knowledge. So that's that's really easy to do. What made you go in French versus going in English for the videos? I, I was very curious. <laughs> well, th that was a lot 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 of conversations we had. Um, So first, he he made TV in uh, in France. Mm -hmm. So his audience was mainly French. Yeah. Um, and then what really made us decide to go French is that um, French are really active on YouTube. Yeah. They they really f uh, like to follow uh, their YouTubers, and they really engage with them. And um, if you compare the the uh, engaging rate mm -hmm. between, I don't know, uh, English YouTubers and French YouTubers, yeah. you can really see a difference in uh, engagement. And that's what made us decide to, to go French. I think it was a good call. Having two channels, one in French, one in English, I, I can't tell the difference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, there, there is less people in France. And but the community is more active, like you say, they're just more engaged. Uh, yeah. English, you're touching everyone in the world, right? It could be people from India, yeah. Malaysia, Australia, US, UK. It's so broad that sometimes it's difficult for anyone to really feel connected to the other person. Yes, you can, but it's more like in the oh, I inspire versus like I really feel like that person is oh, you know, it's my buddy from the same village in France, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I think we made the right choice, but it doesn't mean we we won't go um, in the U.S. or in English yeah. one day. I mean that that's that's one of the goals. But really, just to start and 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 create his uh, audience, uh, I think that's that's a great choice. Yeah, that's definitely a good choice. And everything is subtitled. So if you're listening to a podcast, go watch the videos because they're subtitles, and I think you guys subtitled them. So it's not just random YouTube yeah. translation that yeah. adds very strange words sometimes. Uh, it's actually uh, <laughs> it's actually a, a good translation. Mike also yeah. speaks really well English. Like his English, he has way less accent in English. I mean, he has an accent, but then in French, which was so uh -huh. surprising to me the first time I heard it. Yeah. So he 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 comes from uh, uh, South Africa. Yeah. So his first language is Afrikaans. But then they they learn uh, very quickly English, so he he speaks English more than French. Got it. Uh, French French he really learned when he came to Switzerland. 
Got it. It's cool. What about you? When did you learn English? Because your English is really good now. So I think Swiss people are better at languages than French people a little bit. <laughs> it's like Swiss and Germans are like always like way better than French people. It's like eight years later of English classes, French people can say hi and that's it. <laughs> and then you have in, uh, Swiss and Germans who are like perfectly fluent and we're like something's wrong in our education. <laughs> Well, but that's funny, actually, because we have to learn in the French part of Switzerland, we have to learn uh, German first. Mm. And then you start because that's the national language. And then you start you start learning English. But it's really just watching series and reading books and stuff like this. Yeah, that that got me learning English. <laughs> it's funny because it's the same for me. It's the day I decided mm. to watch all my tv uh my like movies or whatever in english and and i was like oh you know what i'm even gonna try to read in english <laughs> yeah and then it, it comes pretty easily yeah once you're in into it that's awesome how so creatively how does it work for you do you have full creative control and um are you able to experiment with your own ideas and yeah t tell me how do you feel creatively Yeah, so I'm I'm really free. We obviously have a lot of discussion on video ideas and and topics and stuff like that. But creative wise, um, I, I'm really free and and I can film like I want to film. And and Mike doesn't really say anything about it, so so that's really great. I enjoy it, uh, especially when we when we are in uh, exploration mode yeah when we that's really interesting to vlog in those places because you you really see mike come alive if i can say mm. because that's his element and then he's got plenty of tips to share and you can see him like he he's a different person and i, I really enjoy sharing that so when the the true uh The, the true self comes out and you're like, oh, he's like... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Is it, is it the same for you? Do you feel like really in your element when you're starting to shoot in those conditions? Uh, not in my element because obviously it's it's tough conditions, but, yeah. but I really enjoy it more than just recording at, at Mike's home and yeah. in the studio and stuff like that because you, you have to be engaged to film. It's not just filming... Uh, Yeah. in the city or stuff like that you really have to be engaged uh try to follow him and and i really enjoy drawing in these areas as well <laughs> but so how long does the sorry we're geeking again how long does the drone battery last in the arctic oh it's really tough actually when we were stuck in the ice i could drone for 20 minutes at minus 25 oh that's so good it's really yeah, yeah really wow. tough. okay i'm, I'm pretty <laughs> impressed yeah Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. How how does what do you shoot with? What do you use um, right now? I use a Canon One DX Mark II. Okay, and then Canon lenses as well. Um, I'd like to switch to something smaller because that that's more handy when we you run around and walk around on glaciers and stuff like that. Yeah, but but in my opinion, there's no there's no equal to the One DX. Uh, yet so what? i just have to be patient and wait what makes you what's the one thing that makes you not be able to change um 
I mean, the 1DX is just perfect for me because it's really good in photos and in videos as well. Yeah. And that, that's my top uh, criteria when I, when I look for a camera because I do both. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Sony can be, uh, can be good as well. But in my opinion, there's no there's no equal yet. I'm I'm waiting for uh, that body which has for, like the A7S III yeah. in videos, but more capable in photos as well. Got it. Interesting. Yeah, I have mm. I have two. Uh, I used two, but uh, what about the R5? Yeah, <laughs> that's the. <laughs> I just see you laugh when asking the question. <laughs> oh well, that's the overheating problem, obviously. Yeah, I no, wanna... I'm I'm laughing. I'm halfway laughing because they did such a bad job, in my opinion, at launching the product and marketing it. Yeah. Because friends who have it said it's amazing in photo. I mean, it's great, you know, for anyone who never touched a, anything better than a Canon camera since the 1DX Mark II or, or 5D Mark IV, mm -hmm. they're really impressed by the dynamic range. With, I, I'm not going to brag about Sony, but I'm very used to like crazy dynamic range. So that's a good part. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, their overheating issue had just been like, ugh. On paper, it looked perfect. And I was already like, wow, I'm going to get this body because that's, that's perfect for me. A smaller, st stabilized, and stuff like that. But then, when it came out and their first reviews started started to be released, I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, I think no we. Way. I think we have to wait for like a year to see how it's gonna um, how it's gonna pan out with the updates and with everything, and and if it's reliable or not. I don't think mm -hmm. they wanted to shoot themselves in the. I don't think they expected that. I don't think they realized how strong YouTube is and how like strong yeah. everyone is online nowadays because. I think they just started to create a camera that's amazing and limited so people buy something else for different yeah, yeah, yeah. versus Sony exactly. has been very, Sony is very focused. They're like, this is the, you want to do everything on the budget, you take the A7 III. You want to do photography, great, you take mm -hmm. a A7R4 or a A92 and then you want to do like video, amazing because I don't know if you've seen a lot of footage of the S3, but it, I had it, it's just, it's just mind-boggling yeah. like it looks crazy and sony is really really good at it and and that's why i was happy as as well for canon to release a what looked like a good good mirrorless mm. because it would bring back uh, competition to sony because at this point there's no competition for sony in uh, mirrorless cameras that's true so i was happy but then well didn't turn out well it turned out well for sony not for canon he, yeah exactly but but japan exactly. apparently the best-selling camera is the r5 so in japan so who knows okay yeah, oh, yeah. interesting pretty surprising um what's yeah. uh, what's next for what how do you want to take your uh, your creative work right now what, what do you want to go are you gonna tell me more what you're envisioning um that's a great question <laughs> so i feel really good where where i'm at now yeah because that's i mean it's like living a dream you have mm -hmm. to go in places where nobody goes uh you can share it with a big audience so i guess my vision is is just to to develop uh mike's audience as 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 far as we can and really try to inspire people to to just live their life and don't put too many barriers in front of 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 their goals and just 
just go and do what they want to do. Yeah. And and that's actually the 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 best platform for this because Mike Mike is really inspiring and he he's got the the same ideas. Uh, plus we got to travel in crazy places and uh, and be really yeah be really creative creative wise it's it's just a, a dream how, how did you um what what makes you what makes you uh, think when you're like shooting how how do you can you walk us through your creative process so let's say you're gonna do a next episode and let's take the, the latest Svalbard expedition you guys did right i think that was during covid how thought out were your episodes was it Can can you walk us through the creative process from the beginning of the project until you release? So usually we just we just first think of the main subject, the main thing, the main focus uh, on the video. What we really want to share, uh, what subject we're we're gonna go around, and then from there we would just go out, film, uh, don't really think about the video, and and. The creative process really takes place during the editing. Mm. Uh, we we don't really plan the videos before. It's, it's just like going shooting, and then we see what comes out of it. So that that's really interesting because it 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 helps me really uh, be like, okay, it's it's all gonna go well. We're, we're gonna have a a good video at the at the end. Don't worry too much <laughs> about the shots you need to really have. Yeah. Just go shoot and see what comes out versus having a list of shots and you're like oh we we missed that one we don't have that yeah, one exactly also because we we need to be not fast but we want to be uh productive you know yeah we don't want to spend an hour just doing a shot that's that's not possible for us so we really have to just go and shoot and and see so that that's really good for the mind yeah <laughs> Uh, a sailboat. One more. One more run around that iceberg, please. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> yet. No, <laughs> you cannot really do that. But actually, there's a funny story because uh, last year when we were in the Arctic, my drone was too far too far away. Yeah. So we had to turn the whole sailboat just to go and get my drone back. And I was like, "Wow, shame on me." <laughs> there's 15 people going back just for my drone. And then this this never happened again. <laughs> where, where people okay or did they ignore you for two days after? Uh, no, no, they were okay. <laughs> they were okay. What what do you um? That's awesome. I I love to hear that because I I feel like you're more in a documentation mode versus like pure like scenario building, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of freeing in that. I feel also what we like to see, especially on platforms like YouTube. It's not so much we're not trying to watch like star wars right or like mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the northern pole expedition we're trying to kind of get an insight into the life of someone or like what they're going through as a process so i think you mm -hmm. do a great job like telling that that aspect and like documenting that aspect with mike which uh, which is super helpful um mm -hmm. which I, i love do you have anyone helping you shoot or do you shoot everything on your own uh no most of the time it's on my own okay uh, some on certain projects there there's some people coming to help us out but most of the time it's on my own uh, coming back to what you said late uh, just before i think the key now on the social media is really to be uh, authentic and that's what we're trying to do just be as authentic as possible uh, 
uh, I mean, Mike is human. He's he's like you and me. Yeah. And that that's really what we're trying to share with the with the wider audience, just to to show that that people are human and and that you can really just be yourself and do your own thing and and that's good wait i thought mike was some greek mythology protagonist <laughs> <laughs> i thought as well but <laughs> but he well he's a bit he's a bit <laughs> he's an exception <laughs> that's so funny no it's 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 good to to share that uh and show people that yeah it's really about what what you Yeah, I know. In a way, it's like what what kind of limits do you put in your mind? What what do you want to create? What do you want to do? Yeah, exactly. And and that's that's what Mike's want to share is that he's like you and me, but he he just have less barriers in his mind. Mm. If he has a goal, he sets his goal and he he goes for it. Um, and and that's really one of the key messages is that you set your own mind and you set your own goals and. The 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 bigger the goals, the bigger the achievement. If your goal is small, then the the, the achievement is small. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one of the key messages we we're trying to share. Speaking of that, what what do you feel you've learned over the those past year, over that past year? What what would you say you've learned the most, or that has impacted you the most in your life? Um. Yeah, I think I think that's that. Just just you decide the limit that you set. So if you don't set any limits, you don't have any limits. Uh, and I think that that's really what's helping me daily to move forward and to develop new projects. Um, we really like you. You can do what you want. You can do anything you want mm. as long as you believe in it and you 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 take the time to do it and the tools and the people around you. And and yeah, I think that's the most uh, powerful thing I learned from Mike is that you you can do anything you want. You you just have to go and do it. Which sounds not cheesy, but which sounds like a lot of people say it. But yeah, of course. It sounds but, simple and difficult, right? Yeah, very simple and very difficult at the same time. And I agree, it sounds cheesy, but that's the first time I actually experience and spend time uh, with someone who really did it. Mm. He didn't have any money for his first expedition, but anyway, he did it and, yeah. and ne never did it again since then. And that's cheesy, I agree, but I think if you really live to it, then it, it takes a different level. That's awesome. Well, life is cheesy anyway. It's all about love and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. love and kindness and making connections. So life is cheesy. <laughs> That's why exactly. we love it. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that's, I, I think that's a great message. What, oh, I was going to ask you an awful interview question, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to refrain from it. It was one of those, like, what do you think about the future, which no one cares about. Uh, how do you, would you take any of that message and apply it to your own personal project? Uh... And how would you apply it? Like, would you have a particular example of a project maybe that you thought was limited or that you couldn't do and, and you may be thinking about it now? Um, well, I, I don't really have any big projects expect, ex except from this one. Uh, but it, of course, it's really helping me daily just to, um, to set my goals differently and just to, yeah, basically think differently. 
uh, every day. Because if I if I would set a goal, for example, now what would I would ask me again, like, but is it really the biggest you can go, or can you go bigger? Oh. And how can you go bigger? So yeah, it's it's a whole different thinking method, but it it's really helping me daily. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. What 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 part of your experience so far do you think you've learned the most about yourself? Would you say it was uh, before you started working with my? Let me rephrase the question. How do you feel that what you know about yourself and what you're capable of has changed in the past year? Oh, great question. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to give it give it a think. That's okay. Well, it's it's hard actually to really see what has changed and how it changed because you have to do a bit of introspection, which I don't really do often. Yeah. Uh, but I can, I can see it coming from the people around me that would, uh, tell me, Whoa, Etienne, that's great. What you do. That's great. What you did. And I can see you change and evolve. And I think I don't really see it on a personal level, but I can see it from uh, the people around me. That's interesting. So, oh, that's it. It's, it sounds like it's a little bit like when you're on the ice and it's melting, you don't see it melt because you're melting with it. And then, but if you come yeah, when it's yeah. frozen and you come back one month later, it's like different place. Yeah, exactly. We often say, say in French, it's like we are a tête dans le guidon. I don't know. Oh, how yeah. Your head in the wheel. Yeah, exactly. And and since we are uh, always kind of working and trying to do this and that, I don't really see us or me evolving mm -hmm. because I don't really step back. Uh, so that's why the people around me help me kind of see that. That's great. I love that. It's uh, I guess uh, the the biggest the best person to tell you if you changed or not is not yourself. It's usually the others. Yeah, exactly, because you're obviously a bit biased always. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I became so wise and kind and I'm all about love. And then your parents are like, no, he's completely impatient and keeps screaming at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. Uh, I love hearing all those those stories and, and like how, how it changed. And I, I got to say, I'm really excited for what you guys are going to be creating also in the in the future. Do What's your... You said you, you guys are, are going to try to go as big as, as possible for the audience, etc. Do you have a specific goal and do you have an expedition coming up now? So our specific goal is to reach 1 million subscribers before the end of the year. Nice. I'm just, I'm just dropping it here. <laughs> it, lo it looks like you're on track. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope so. And then um, we are trying to plan, but it, it's not sure at this stage because of COVID. Uh, but we are trying to plan going to uh, South, South Africa mm -hmm. and Namibia um, because Mike comes from uh, South Africa, but people never really saw where he was coming from I mm. mean, in, in videos and stuff like that. So that would be a really interesting subject. And then for next year, um, Mike wants to go to Patagonia with his boat and spend time there. So that's, that's really exciting. And I'm sure we'll be able to create lots of great content and share yeah, uh, imagine. nature's beauty with, with the world. You, 
I, I noticed you already had traveled to Mongolia before, like two years ago, and, and you made a travel video around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, is that, I, I'm, I'm going on a segue a little bit, and that's more like I'm self-interested because I'm very yeah. interested in exploring that region. Have you done other countries in, the, in, the, in, in that region? Um, so I, I've done a lot of uh, Southeast Asia. Yeah. But Mongolia really is, I think, one of my favorite uh, uh, travel I did before I met Mike. <laughs> really? <laughs> Because we, it's like, it's pretty unknown. And uh, I went there yeah, three, three years ago, I think. So there was really no one. And we did a horse trek just yeah. under Russia, North Mongolia. Nice. And that's so, yeah, there's no one. You just see, we saw, I think, one man in, in a week. <laughs> so you just go on your horse and uh, between the mountains and you see the shamans and stuff like this. So it's, it's really an amazing experience. You have to you have to go there and try that. That's uh sure. that's the goal for next year. So I don't know if you know Watch Luke Luke on Instagram. Um, yep. Yeah. So he was on the yep. podcast and the episode dropped last week, and he was sharing that his mom took a photo when she was like in the 80s or 70s when she went to Mongolia, of uh, of a kid with who tried her Sony Walkman for the first time, you know, with like headphones. And, for the, and she captured that expression of him listening to music for the first time through an electronic device. And he's like, Whoa. I want to... And, and I was like, we should go back and find that kid and do a whole story around it. <laughs> and that would be yeah, epic. for sure. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, Mongolia is crazy because there's... I mean, st still to that day, there's probably people who didn't listen to music in a, in a audio yeah uh, headphones yeah. so and that's what i like you cannot speak the same language but we we used to play uno for example with the with the horse tracks guys nice and you, you're just laughing and even though you don't understand each other you kind of understand each other yeah so that's that's like crazy experiences how, how did you organize the trip was it like organized um uh by by an agency or, or did you like do it on your own And no, I've, so I've got a friend uh, who's got a friend yeah. who, who helped a shaman build build a house for his family up there. What? So he uh, wait, wait, he can, can you backtrack? Uh, wait, <laughs> everyone's like, uh, how how do you end up helping a shaman build a house in Mongolia? No, he, he just financed it. Just oh, financed okay, okay. It. He wasn't yeah, like there and suddenly. Found a no, shaman. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and so now he knows a bunch of uh, horsemen up there that that could uh, take us. That's so cool. Yeah, sounds yeah, like a yeah, great adventure awesome. too. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm very inspired by uh, by your adventure, Etienne. It's uh, especially in the COVID time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. It's it's a pleasure just sharing it and. If I can inspire only one people, then then that's that's already good. That's that. Hey, uh, change comes from one person only. You yeah, only need one person true. to change the world. That's what they say, right? <laughs> that's true. And usually, the first person is yourself. So yeah. it's the most important. Etienne, I think we might do. We might have to do a round two in a few months, or 
or so just just to give an update and see if if you guys reach your goal of one million and uh and 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 keep sharing that because i think you, you because there's something that maybe you can speak about i feel like a lot of people might see mike horn but mm-hmm. they don't see all the backup that's behind and all the team that is helping also how mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can you can you give a little bit of credit to all the people or like give us a little bit of insight into that Mm. Well, obviously, Mike is the first to know that he he couldn't be the man he is without yeah. uh, his daughters uh, behind him and his his team. So he always gives a lot of credit during, for example, his conferences, interviews, of stuff like that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, th- that's that's crazy to be part of a team like like it with with uh, a man like him. Because uh, I mean, he he did some crazy stuff, and that's that's really inspiring for all of us to be able to work with him and try to kind of promote him. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it's actually not too bad to be in the sh- in the shadow, kind of. Yeah. Because because it's it's less uh, less struggle, kind of. <laughs> True. Yeah. I, I remember um, his. Uh... Like for the longest time, his his presence was fairly small. Like he would have the book and and that maybe a conference here and there, but it was very rare for me. Even on social media, I think I checked a few years ago. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. there, there isn't anything. So it, it's really cool to see him share that with everyone right now. And uh, mm-hmm. and personally, that just reminds me of one thing: is that you don't have to rush into things. Meaning you yeah. you can take thirty years and do your expedition, and after thirty years try to share it you don't have to be like trying to sh- do your expedition live your best life share it at the same time growing nonsense you don't have to do everything at the same time life is long enough yeah exactly and i feel like it's even stronger for him to share it now because uh everyone knows he did it and and they just want to hear about it kind of because you didn't hear about it before yeah so it's just a, a lot of knowledge uh, going into into the world then that's 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 very good what okay what what's the best thing you've learned that uh like i'm not talking like just life guidance but i'm talking like tip or like survival or whatever what is what is the most useful like best thing that you've learned <laughs> uh, i don't know if it's the most most useful but the one i like most is when when you have to hunt a crocodile or a yeah. caiman, you have to look for the space between his eyes. Okay. If it's if it's the size of your hand, then you can hunt hunt him. <laughs> if it's the size of your two hands, then it's him that's gonna hunt you. <laughs> so you don't have to go. <laughs> and, and you know it's crazy because who who can tell you that? Nobody knows. Yeah, who who's gonna hunt crocodile? Yeah, but he knows because he had to eat crocodile to survive. So so that's crazy. Wait, Mike is not vegetarian during his expedition? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) If if you go to have dinner with him and you don't bring a piece of meat, then you you cannot enter enter his home. Well he's South African, (laughs) right? It's the Bry uh Yeah Bry culture, so yeah exactly obviously that's awesome 
Etienne, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be mindful with your time, and we're we're gonna wrap up for for this episode. We're gonna try to share more in the future and uh, and yeah, give more voice to your projects also because I'm excited to see what you. I'm sure you're gonna be coming up with your own personal stuff. Also, uh, I can al already imagine a video where it's like I spent 30 days in the dark, and this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> for example. <laughs> for example. Um, but but yeah, so. Etienne, where should people find your work? Let's go. Dro um, drop your link. So it's mostly on Instagram, Etienne Claret. Okay. And then uh, obviously on Mike's YouTube channel. I, I don't put too much videos on my channel for now, but one of my projects is to do one big wrap-up videos of all the places I went. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's going to take time. And obviously the more I wait, the the craziest craziest it's gonna be so <laughs> i'm not too stressed about this one and the longer it's gonna take to make <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that's awesome thank you so much etienne for for you sharing with us and uh, keep up the great work it's inspiring a lot of people uh thank you it was a great pleasure to speak with you looking forward to the episode two Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, would you like to receive once a week a free short email with my top five inspirations, photos with settings, gear I've loved, and what I've been watching, reading, or listening to that really inspired my work and my life lately? If you want it, just go to pierretilambert.com forward slash top five and you will be in. Every week you will receive that short email to set you off on the good vibe for the weekend and inspire you. Now with that being said, have an amazing day. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.